Welcome back to The Rollout. I'm Jeff Pratt, and joining me as always is Trent Henrich. How's it going, Trent? It's going really well. Excited to get into this episode. Absolutely, man. And before we get into the main segment for today, we have huge breaking news. Cam Newton has signed a one-year incentive-heavy deal with the New England Patriots. Trent, obviously you and I are diehard Patriots fans. How do you feel about the move? Yeah, all I can say is I called it. I mean, from day one, when we knew Brady was leaving, I wanted Cam Newton. I've repeated it on the rollout in a few episodes, the AFC East, the offseason moves. It's been brought up quite a few times that I wanted to see the Patriots bring in Cam Newton and have him fight with Stidham for that starting job. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Absolutely, man. I have to give you credit where credit is due. You have been calling it this entire offseason. I didn't think it was going to happen. I was convinced that Belichick thought that Stidham was the present and the future of this team. And I'm still not ready to give up on the prospect of Stidham being the future of this team. But I will agree now that it's clear that he wasn't ready to step into that role. And with Cam Newton, the ceiling for this Patriots team is so much higher. They immediately become a contender again. Yeah, we have no idea if Cam Newton is going to start week one. I don't think he will. I think they're gonna, they might give Stidham a chance. Um, it may be dependent on how they do in the offseason and how they battle it out. But either way, I think Stidham is going to progress from having Newton there. Either learning from him or being pushed by Newton will help Stidham a lot. And I hope to see Newton starting this season maybe by week three, week four. If Stidham has a, a slow start, Newton will come in and take the reins over this offense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? If Cam Newton really isn't healthy and he's not what he was a couple of years ago before his injuries really got the best of him, then it doesn't really hurt the Patriots because there's not a lot of guaranteed money in this deal. It really is incentive heavy. So it doesn't hurt them if he's not the guy. Yeah, either way, I'm excited to see what's what's going to happen with Cam Newton and the Patriots. I haven't been, you know, with with us losing Tom Brady, I kind of zoned out and wasn't looking forward to this year's Patriots uh, season. Now we have Cam Newton. I've never been more excited. I'm honed in. I'm ready to go. Give me some football. Absolutely, man. Couldn't agree with you more. And I will say this. I was talking about this earlier, that there may not be a player who will be, who will be as embraced as Cam Newton will be going into Foxborough in one season. Hey, you better believe when they come out with those MVP um, odds or the new MVP odds for Cam Newton, put a, put a little bit of money on Cam Newton just to give it a watch and, and root for, for something great this season. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't doubt it, man. So today we are actually going to be looking into the future. Trent and I have each come up with three lists ranking our top five fantasy quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs five years from now. Why don't we start with the most important uh, position in football? Trent, who's number five on your rankings for the best fantasy quarterbacks five years from now? You know what, five? I have Cam Newton. Oh, no, my I'm just God. Kidding. Cam, Cam Newton did not make my list. He's like 31 years old. But at five, I actually have Baker Mayfield. Um, I really think that he hasn't come into his own yet, and it's something that it's going to be worked on with their new head coach, in Cleveland and Baker has the targets. He has young running backs as well already to work around them. And the Browns seem to always draft offensive heavy in the draft. So I have a feeling that he's going to keep getting some weapons in the next couple of years. He already has OBJ who's pretty young. Landry's going to fade out here in the next couple of years just because of age, but he still has Chubb who's 23 or 24 and he has hunt as well. 
And I think Baker will become more uh, of an NFL-ready quarterback with having Kevin Stefanski at head coach, and he'll blow up in about five years. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely fair. And you forgot about Austin Hooper, who's also only 25. I know he seems like he's older, but he's a pretty young option there too. I'm not sure Baker Mayfield really needs any more weapons. There's a case to be made that the Browns have the best offensive arsenal in the league and I love that pick I kept him off my list just because Kevin Stefanski is so notoriously uh, run heavy with his offenses look how had how he ran Minnesota the last couple of years with Dalvin Cook but I mean I understand it and I think Baker has that potential for number five for me though I went with Joe Burrow Joe Burrow he hasn't come into the league and played yet but we know he's extremely talented he's a proven winner he has a great range of weapons that will still be valuable, at least for the most part. A.J. Green will probably be retired by then, but in five years. Joe Mixon will be 28, Tyler Boyd will be 30, and T. Higgins will be 26 and entering his prime. In my opinion, Burrow will just be in a great position to succeed. Yeah, I, I think Joe Burrow, because he's so young, has a good chance to be you know, a top five guy in five years. For me, I held off of Joe Burrow just because I haven't even seen him in the NFL yet, and I even though he had such a great season at LSU, I wasn't sold on Burrow. And I don't know how strong he's going to be in the NFL. But I do agree with the fact that he is going to have a lot of targets. He already has a lot of young top targets on that Bengals offense that he'll do well with in five years and more years to come. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I didn't necessarily agree with your Baker pick. You don't agree with my Burrow pick. It happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on, who's number four on your list? Yeah, four, I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um, Lamar's 23 right now, and the biggest question mark for his future is will he stay healthy? Because he runs so much, his career could end at any point in time with an injury, or, or an injury could just hinder the, the player he is now. I personally think Lamar, uh, in five years, he won't be running as much, but people will start seeing how strong of a quarterback he is. I talked about it in, a, in an episode a couple weeks ago. He had like a, a very high completion percentage last year. He didn't throw that many balls, but at the same time, he's a very accurate passer. And as they build around him and realize that they can't let Lamar continue to run as he is now, I think that he will develop into a top-tier quarterback and teams will still be worried about him as a running threat. Yeah, you know, that's definitely fair. I actually did leave Lamar off of my list, and it's for the reason you stated earlier, just the injury history with run-heavy quarterbacks. Like you said, his career could end at any moment. He goes down with a leg injury, any type of lower body injury, uh, really. And he hasn't shown the arm strength for me yet to consider putting him up there if he loses that running component. But I definitely respect it. If he is healthy at the time, five years from now, he could absolutely still be a top-five option. Yeah, I mean, and he'll only be 28 in five years, so there's a very good chance that, you know, he could avoid injury for a couple of years. Yeah, you know, for my number four uh, option, I actually went with another quarterback who's a bit run heavy, but he's a little built bigger, and that's Josh Allen. You know, Allen already has everything you're looking for in a dominant fantasy quarterback besides an extremely accurate arm, which is pretty much the similar case with Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go out on a limb here. But I think that Allen will have honed his accuracy a good amount in five years. You pair that with his already dominant rushing skills, and you get a top five fantasy quarterback no matter how you look at it. Yeah, I like Josh Allen a lot. I actually had him at five before. I'm just not 
sold on him like you are. I was looking at his stats. I mean, I can't disregard the fact that he can run with the ball. Uh, at the same time, he did make a good jump from his rookie year to his sophomore year, but but his numbers aren't that big yet. I think you're expecting a big jump in this third year. I'm not sure if I expect that same jump, and I don't know how large his progression will be as years go on, but I really do like Josh Allen as a quarterback, and he almost cracked my top five. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I can't really argue with that. And moving on to three, I guess I'll jump in here and take it. I have a quarterback who's not even in the NFL yet, and Trent, I have a feeling he's going to be on your list. It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterback prospects we have ever seen. At 6'6 and 220 pounds, he's got all the physical tools necessary to be elite. Pair that with a 65-plus completion percentage, which is what he's posted the last two years at Clemson, and you'll get arguably the best quarterback in the league. In five years, Lawrence will have been in the league for a while. Wherever he ends up, I really like his chances of being a top-three fantasy quarterback. You know, Jeff, as you've said in prior episodes, great minds think of, like, I have Trevor Lawrence slotted in at three. I can't I can't say anything differently from what you already have. The only reason why he wasn't any higher on my list is because I have no idea where he'll be drafted, and that is a factor for me. But talent-wise, Trevor Lawrence is going to be one of the top five quarterbacks in five years oh absolutely and that's the exact reason why i couldn't put him higher too i honestly almost slotted him at two but just the fact is the guy who i have at two has one of the most elite receiver options in the league and we have no idea where trevor lawrence is going to end up like you said well let's learn about your number two guy yeah my number two guy i think he's probably going to be uh your number two guy as well or he might not you know you might not have this guy on your list but i have kyler murray yes trent I know you know who my number one is, and I don't have Dak Prescott on my list, so I hope that makes you happy. But I stated in one of our recent podcasts that Kyler is my MVP pick for this year, so it's pretty obvious that I believe he'll take the next step into superstardom. In five years, he'll be one of the top two quarterbacks in the league. Christian Kirk will be in his prime around then, and I'm sure Arizona will continue to surround him with other weapons. Kyler's a big play machine and really just the ideal fantasy quarterback. You know, I have a feeling you took a sneak peek at my list because I also have Kyler Murray at two, and I have a feeling we have the same quarterback at one. So. Yeah, I, I think there's a pretty obvious choice for number one, Trent. Who you got, Jeff? Um, I have uh, the guy who's going to go down as an all-time great. That's Pat Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes was the obvious choice. Uh, he's only going to be 29 in five years, really just entering his prime. We haven't even seen Mahomes peak yet. That is terrifying. He is the only correct number one choice. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I got Pat Mahomes at one. I had Kyler at two. I had Trevor Lawrence at three. Uh, for me, for Pat Mahomes, I think 29 years old is honestly probably the perfect age for a quarterback. He's going to have six or seven years under his belt as a starting quarterback. He still has – right now he has a lot of young weapons, and he'll still have most of those weapons in five years. And I think he will go down by the end of his career. If he stays healthy and you know doesn't get any of these stupid stuff, he'll be a top three quarterback all time if his numbers stay consistent to where he's at right now. Absolutely. I mean, I can't disagree with anything you said there. And you know, Trent, you have to give me props for not putting Dak in my top five. I definitely considered it, but really I just looked at the weapons that the Cowboys would surround him with. And the only guy 
who is going to be elite at that point is C.D. Lamb. I honestly don't think Michael Gallup's still going to be on the team by then. So I did have to not include Dak on my list. I'm sorry for all of you out there who love Dak as much as I do. I mean, it'd be tough to put Dak on the top five list in five years if Dak's not even going to start this season for the whole season. So you're, I, I... you're ridiculous. You know, you, you get one take right with Cam Newton and it completely goes to your head. I, I'm just saying Dalton is going to be the starter. I'm going to go with week week eight. I'm going to go with week never. And why don't we move on to the wide receiver position? Uh, Trent, I'll let you start it off. Who's number five on your list for the top five fantasy receivers five years from now? Yeah, five years from now, at number five, I have 25-year-old Calvin Ridley. A big factor of why I have Ridley at five is because right now he is working under arguably going to be a top 10 wide receiver of all time, Julio Jones. And I don't know what in these next five years or so, if Julio is even there for another five years um, from Julio, and Ridley's going to create this strong connection with Matt Ryan. And I assume they'll probably have a new quarterback in five years, but I think Ridley will have this large abundance of knowledge from Julio Jones. And he's already such a strong wide receiver. And I think Ridley will be a force to reckon with in five years. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the only thing that kept me from putting Ridley on my list is that he will be 30 at that point, but we've seen receivers still be elite after they're 30. I mean, look at the guy he's learning under. Like you said, Julio Jones, he's going to be 31 this year, and he's one of the best receivers of all time. So hopefully Ridley picks up some of that magic aging potion that uh, Julio Jones has. That's the plan. Yes, sir. And at number five for me, I have DK Metcalf. Russell Wilson will be 36 in five years, and honestly, I like his chances of still playing at a decently high level at that point. Metcalf will be the unquestioned number one wideout by then, and really, he's got all the tools needed to succeed. All he needs now is more targets, which is what he'll get in five years when he's in his prime. I think you're a bit low on him, but you know he, he is on my list. He's on my list. I, I figured he would be. I know you're very high on Metcalf. Yes, sir. Yeah, so why don't we move on to number four? Yeah, four out of a guy you're really high on. I have Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. Uh, he's 23 years old right now. He's going to have Big Ben this year. In five years, it could be Mason Rudolph. It could be a new quarterback in the NFL. I'm not exactly sure. But what we've seen from Juju Smith-Schuster in this couple of years in the NFL is quite incredible. His best season came when he was, I want to say, 20 or 21 years old. Um, so the fact that we know how high his potential can be at such a young age, once he gets a few years under his belt and really starts to, to learn what it's like to be you know, a superstar NFL wide receiver, I think Juju's going to be, like I, like I stated, a top five wide receiver five years from now. Yeah, you know, I'm never going to argue with you about how good of a receiver Juju Smith-Schuster is. You know how high I am, I am on him, and he will definitely appear on my list later. But at number four, I have a Dallas Cowboy a new Dallas Cowboy, actually, and that's C.D. Lamb. Lamb will likely be entering his prime in five years, and I think he'll probably still be catching passes from Dak Prescott. I know we disagree on that, but I do think Dak and the Cowboys get that extension done at some point, and that combination alone makes him a likely contender for a top-five fantasy spot just because of the volume of targets that he's going to see as the number-one receiver in this high-octane offense. Really, the sky's the limit for Lamb in this Cowboys offense. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, in college, CeeDee Lamb absolutely killed defenses, and I'm really excited to see what he does this year and five years from now. 
um, against opposing cornerbacks. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'll start off with my number three because it is a guy that you just mentioned. It is Juju Smith-Schuster. I wanted to put him higher on my list, but for the same reasons you had him so low, I do. We have no idea what his quarterback situation is going to look like when five years rolls around from now. Uh, Juju had a pretty disappointing 2019 season because of injuries, but I'm expecting a huge bounce back campaign this year that will really set the tone for the rest of his career. The dude is an absolute matchup nightmare in the slot, which is where he lines up most of the time. By the way, that is an absolute dime of a position to be in for a fantasy receiver. If you're a big body receiver and you're lining up in the slot, going to be gold from a fantasy football standpoint uh and that's a reason why julio jones is actually going to be really good this year because he's going to be lining up in the slot and uh we'll get to that at some point in a later episode i'm sure when we're talking about predictions for this year again but for juju uh as he continues to hone his skills he's going to get even more dangerous and yeah there's not much more i can say about him yeah i mean i agree i just had juju a little bit lower yeah definitely so who's number three for you trent now speaking of yeah well, the opposite of knowing who your quarterback is going to be. I'm pretty certain um, this guy's quarterback will be his quarterback five years from now. I have Cortland Sutton slotting in at three. Uh, Sutton's 24 years old right now. He has Drew Lockett quarterback, who you and I are really high on. And I think we've just, you know, touched the surface of what Cortland Sutton's abilities are. He finally broke out for a good season last year. He kind of been under the radar because he didn't have an established quarterback. Now he does. He's going to be uh, Drew Locke's favorite target for the next five years unless well, Jerry Judy passes him. Um, but I'm really excited about Cortland Sutton this year and five years from now he'll be 29 and I think he'll he'll, he'll be pretty close to his prime. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to put Cortland Sutton on my list because I'm so high on him and Jerry Judy, and that's the reason I couldn't put either of them on my list because I think they're going to be a really good dynamic duo, but the fact is that neither of them are going to be top five fantasy receivers, in my opinion, if both of them reach their potential in the same offense. That's fair. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to number two, Trent, I'll let you go for it. Yeah, I have a guy who doesn't have an, or probably won't have an established quarterback five years from now, or at least one I don't like. Um, I have A.J. Brown at number two. A.J. Brown is 22 years old. Right now his quarterback is Ryan Tannehill, who I don't like, you don't like. Not many people like Ryan Tannehill, to be honest with I'm you. I'm not even sure Ryan Tannehill likes Ryan Tannehill that much. Yeah, it's, it's a solid question there. But A.J. Brown, no question on his talent. Saw him last year, and, and he, he didn't even get as many targets or, or many catches just because of the volume. All the volume goes to Derrick Henry in the offense right now. But eventually, Derrick Henry, Henry's age um, and durability will catch up with him. And hopefully, the Titans do bring in a quarterback to work with A.J. Brown. But I think right now, A.J. Brown may be the most talented wide receiver in the NFL um, for young, young guys. And five years from now, he'll be 27, will be probably in his prime in, in that uh, would be sixth season for AJ Brown. So five years from now, I get AJ Brown too. That's very interesting. You know, I actually don't have AJ Brown on my list. He was a contender with Calvin Ridley, but in reality, that offense, if Derrick Henry sticks around, it's going to continue to be run heavy. And I just think that caps his fantasy potential from a pure football perspective. AJ Brown's talent is through the roof. I can't argue with it with you on that. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So at number two, I have Chris Godwin. 
And I have a feeling he might actually be your number one, Trent, or maybe we have the same number one. But for Godwin, you know, he's only 24 right now, and he's already posted a top two fantasy campaign in PPR formats. He did that last year. The big question mark is, who will his quarterback be in five years? You know, I can tell you one thing. It won't be a 50-year-old Tom Brady. I'm confident in Tampa Bay to put him in a, to put him in a position to succeed five years from now. And really, his talent is just too incredible to pass up for me on this list. Yeah, see, I don't have Chris Godwin on my list. Just because he was so quiet in his first year, um, he, he broke out last year with Jameis Winston at quarterback. I'm just not sold on Chris Godwin, um, especially because he – there's a chance he could get overshadowed by Mike Evans this year. He may not connect as strongly as I believe. I think Godwin and Brady will have a strong connection, but maybe they don't click. And maybe last year's uh, unbelievable numbers were just kind of a fluke. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely fair. It definitely could happen. Mike Evans definitely fits the type of target that Tom Brady would like better. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Of, you know, a big body for him to throw to, kind of like Gronk. Yeah, you know, the only thing that I would counter with that, though, is that Chris Godwin, he could fit a Edelman role with it, maybe even a higher ceiling, just a really good slot receiver. Yeah, and we have no idea who his quarterback's going to be in five years, so yeah. he could connect with Trevor Lawrence for all we know. We have no idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we'll move on to one now, and I'll start. I, I think we have the same number one, unless you have a guy who I'm not even thinking of, but I have DJ Moore. You know, Moore is my favorite young prospect in the NFL. I think he's going to establish himself as a top 10 receiver this year. DJ's got it all. The athleticism, speed, really solid frame and catch radius. I could go on. The man has all the physical and mental tools to be the best receiver in the game in five years. Yeah, I actually don't have DJ Moore on my list. Wow. That yeah, is, I, that's kind of shocking. So who, who's number one for you then? I have who I think is the most athletically gifted guy, and I think he's going to have uh, a top 10 quarterback of all time. Um, still as his quarterback, I went with DK Metcalf. He's 22 I years old. I forgot about him, that he wasn't on your list till this he, point. Yeah, he's 22 years old. I think he's the most gift, gifted athlete other than maybe, I, I don't know. He, his body is just totally different. He's a totally different target for anyone. And he, I think Russell Wilson is going to be still a top, you know, probably 10 QB in five years, so definitely later in his career. But – he is he, everyone o- overlooks how good Russell Wilson is, and he I don't think he's ever had an MVP vote, but he carries that Seahawks team season in and season out. And he's finally got this target that he hasn't had in his career. He, he's been dealing with guys who just aren't that consistent or aren't that athletically gifted. And DK Metcalf has been, you know, put in his situation, he has him. I think it's going to be Russell Wilson's favorite target this year, next year, every year down the line. He's going to see unbelievable volume and a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, you know, that's fair. I mean, DK Metcalf has so much potential. I'm really interested why DJ Moore didn't make your list because I thought that you were really high on him too. I am high on DJ Moore, but I mean, as you're going to see in the next part for the top five running backs, I still think Christian McCaffrey is going to be seeing a ton of touches and Teddy Bridgewater, who I am high on, and I think very well could be his quarterback in five years also has struggled with injury. So that was my biggest question mark because, you know, they've been just filtering through uh, quarterbacks year in and year out. And if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't stick, 
And uh, who is? I, I don't know. They've, they've had four quarterbacks in the last year almost. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's fair. Uh, I definitely don't have Christian McCaffrey on my running backs list, just to spoil it, just because at that point he'll be 28 and 29. But uh, I knew you would. And, I mean, your logic's fair. I understand it. Yeah, let's, let's hop into running backs. Yeah, why don't we? Um, I guess I'll kick it off then. Uh, at number five, I have J.K. Dobbins. You know, Dobbins fits everything the Ravens are looking for in a franchise running back. Most of their players are electric, hit-or-miss options, Marquise Brown, Lamar Jackson. They need a true workhorse that they can depend on for 20-plus carries per game when their other options really aren't performing up to par. Dobbins, in my opinion, is that guy. He racked up over 2,000 rushing yards in his final year of college, and he's going to absolutely eat when he eventually wins the starting job for Mar Ingram. Yeah, I think the real question mark there is I don't think anyone's questioning J.K. Dobbins' talent, but is Lamar still the quarterback of that Ravens team? And, you know, does he still have the durability to be running all the time? But I love J.K. I love J.K. Dobbins as a player and as a pick for this spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I do see the Ravens eventually reverting to that run-heavy style that they ran when Ray Rice was their workhorse back a couple of years back. And I think Dobbins definitely fits what they're looking for. I, I can't disagree with you there. Yeah, so who's number five for you? You know, as I just mentioned, I had Christian McCaffrey at five. Okay. He's going to be 29 in five years. But after seeing what he did last season, it it kind of put me in awe. And then the workout regimen he's put in this offseason and how great of a shape he's in, I think he has the work ethic um, to be a top five running back in five years. And I'm not hesitant. In, I, I wasn't even afraid to put him higher. I know running backs usually aren't in their prime at that age of 28, 29 years old. I just think he's, he's a special specimen and a special player uh, in his spot. And I think he's on a team where he's going to continue seeing lots of touches even five years from now. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, as I mentioned, the age is definitely a factor because if you look at the top five running backs right now, none of them are older than 24 years old. So I think that trend likely continues. Uh, maybe the age range for elite running backs rises a little bit because we don't have a ton of amazing prospects coming in. But I, I understand it. You still have guys like Le'Veon Bell. Adrian Peterson was elite when he was 28. There's definitely a chance that McCaffrey could still be that guy when he's 29. Yeah, and, and my thing is is as well is, you know, a lot of the running backs that are coming in, or at least in their rookie season right now, or had their rookie season last year, they're already 21 or 22 years old. So unless I personally uh, believe or foresee a bunch of these college running backs to be the top guys in five years, it's really hard to predict that a guy not in the NFL will be one of those top five guys. So, yeah, you know. It is, it's definitely hard to predict college running backs, especially. Yeah, because there's guys, there's a very good chance that there is a guy who will be, who will get drafted, not even this year, but next year. No one knows about him right now, but in five years, he'll be a third-year vet in the NFL and arguably in his prime. Yeah, I mean, not not to really spoil it, but the guy who's number one on my list right now, pretty much no one heard about him until the year he had before entering the draft. Exactly. So, I mean, well, well, let's see who you have at four. Yeah, yeah. why don't we move on? I I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at four. 
honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of Clyde, but in that Kansas City offense, it was almost impossible for me to exclude him from the list. Even if he gets, let's say, 15-ish touches per game, I could still see that being enough for him to push for top five fantasy running back numbers in five years. That's just how electric the Chiefs are. Yeah, I'm just not high on Clyde. I, I just... I just can't stand how everyone is overvaluing him right now. Oh, I can't hear him, man. In, in, in fantasy standpoints, and he's getting drafted in the early second round, and I just think it's totally absurd. Um, Clyde is a very good running back. I still think it's it's hard to be a top five running back if you have the top quarterback on your team with all these weapons, but he will get a lot of catches, which will play a factor into fantasy. So I guess I could see him cracking the top five. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that I, like I said, we're on the same page about his talent level. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I don't think that he'll be talent wise, a top five running back at that point, but it's just all about the system he's in. That's true. Yeah. So who's number four for you, Trent? Yeah. For, I have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, He's 21 years old right now. He got drafted by the Colts with a 41st pick and he just put up, Big numbers with, with Wisconsin. Now, we haven't seen him in the NFL yet, but in college, he carried the ball almost 1,000 times over three years for just over 6,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And he's a suitable um, you know, suitable guy out of the backfield to catch the ball as well. He had 42 catches for four hundred over, just over 400 yards at Wisconsin. Uh, I really think he's in the right situation there just because their quarterback situation is going to be a big question mark with the Colts. For a couple of years, I think people will fill there and filter out. But Jonathan Taylor will be the set running back in that system, and that's why I have him at four. Yeah, that's fair. Taylor definitely might uh, appear on my list later. And nice. let's move on to number three. Uh, I think this guy might be a bit of a surprise for you, but I have Saquon Barkley. Barkley could easily be the number one guy. He's extremely talented, but he'll be 28 in five years. And honestly, I just don't know if his body's going to hold up the way he's pounding it like like he is right now for the Giants. He's already had some injury issues. I still think he'll be an elite option, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's lost some of his elusiveness and explosiveness and really has transformed his game into more of a workhorse power back by then. Actually, I, I like Saquon at, at three. I, I He will pop my list, just not yet. Okay, fair enough. So let's move on to three for you then. Yeah, three. I have Miles Sanders. Okay. Um, he had a big season uh, with the Eagles last year. I was actually surprised with what, uh, with how well he did. I'm not, at least last year, I wasn't that high on Miles Sanders. And as you've talked about in past episodes, you now the Eagles aren't huge on running backs and working them into their system. But I think Miles Sanders will be an exception for the Eagles. I think he is going to see more touches than people expect him to. Just because they have Carson Wentz uh, and they drafted uh, Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. Um, onto that team. So they have, they're more focused on that quarterback position and they drafted a running quarterback. But I think Miles Sanders uh, is more talented than, than, than people foresee him to be. And I think even though he'll be 28, he only, he's only had one year in the NFL, he'll be a sixth season. And I think he'll be a really strong running back five years from now. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting take. I know you're much higher on Sanders than I am. As you mentioned, I brought up the point that the Eagles have sucked at getting their running backs involved, and especially from a fantasy standpoint, ever since LaShawn McCoy 
left the team uh, a few years back. And I think that trend's going to continue. I definitely respect the pick, but uh, from a fantasy standpoint, I, I just didn't see it. I didn't really consider him, but it's definitely a bit of a dark horse there. Yeah. And I don't foresee um, Jalen Hurts being the starting quarterback. Oh, no. I feel, yeah. I, I'm not even sure I foresee Wentz to be the starting quarterback, but I just think Miles Sanders will be staying with the Eagles um, through thick and thin over the next five years. That's definitely fair. Yeah. I'd say that he arguably has the best chance to still be on the team in five years over Wentz and Hurts, which is kind of crazy. Yes, it for sure is crazy. Yeah. Well, let's move on to number two. And I have a guy that you already talked about in Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you mentioned some of the stats, but I'll just touch over them a little bit again. Taylor rushed over 900 times for 6,000 plus yards in his three-year college career. That is absolutely insane. He's going to be the textbook definition of a workhorse back in the NFL for the Colts. I could definitely see him getting around 30 touches per game on the ground and through the air in that offense. I love his potential. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty high on Jonathan Taylor, too. We haven't even seen him play a snap in the NFL, um, but I think he's, like you said, I could definitely see him being as high as two. Uh, Only time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. So who's number two for you, Trent? I have someone you have also talked about, too. I have Saquon Barkley. Um, I actually had him at one at first, even though he's going to be 28 years old. Uh, I think he's an incredible athlete. But like you said, he pounds really hard as running back. And I think Daniel Jones is going to be a stronger quarterback than people think. I think he's still going to be the quarterback for this team in five years. And they will more focus to build around him just because he's a bit younger. And they'll just let Saquon you know, run his body into the ground. So he won't be the best running back in the NFL in five years, but he will still be elite and be one of the top backs. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said, pretty much just uh, what I touched on earlier. Talked about the same thing, that the Giants are definitely going to run Saquon into the ground, and we are both pretty high on Daniel Jones. So, yeah, can't really argue, argue with anything you said there. And Let's move on to number one. And, you know, if we look at the list that we've talked about so far, we've had the same number one for the quarterback position. Uh, Pat Mahomes is obviously uh, the obvious choice there. We had a completely different number ones for the wide receiver position. We have a chance to have the same number one for the running back position. And I think we probably do. For me, it's Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is one of the best pure rushers I've seen in a long time. Honestly, maybe since Adrian Peterson, he's a lock to get around 300 carries per year moving forward, and he should post multiple 1.5K plus yard seasons. As Henry Ruggs and Jacobs develop together, Ruggs is really only going to help him by pulling more guys out of the box to prevent the deep ball. Josh Jacobs is going to be the most dominant running back in the league in five years. You're right. You are spot on. Yeah, I get Josh Jacobs one well. And I think that the Raiders' offense in general is going to be a solid team in five years. They're starting to build up that offense. Um, who did they draft at wide receiver this year, Jeff? Rugs. Yeah, they drafted Rugs. They're starting to build up. I think um, Derek Carr will be a better quarterback than people believe in five years. I, I think he's been really slow to develop. Um, but he, ha- he had a lot of hype around him early in his career. And I think he will be good. I think this Oakland Raiders team – will be strong in five years. And, you know, if you look at Josh Jacobs' rookie season, 
He already put up over 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns in his first season. And I don't really foresee those going down. And there's only one other way they can go. So I see Josh Jacobs putting up, you know, 1,200 yards consistently until we see him five years from now. Yeah, and the great thing about Jacobs is that he's only going going to develop as a pass catcher. We already know that he has the talent to be a dominant, if not the best rusher in the NFL, but he showed so much potential as a pass catcher out of the back. He's much more elusive than people think. He's got great vision. I'm just so excited about his potential moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he only had 27 targets as a receiver last year, and as you said, those numbers are going to increase. Same with probably carries, too. I mean, he's going to see a bulk workload for the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a wrap on this episode of The Rollout. Before we sign off, I got to give a quick shout out to Trent's business, Granite State Cards. Trent's hosting a giveaway right now for 2019 Panini National Treasures Calvin Ridley autographed patch card number to 15. The autograph is certified by Panini and the swatch on the card was worn by Calvin Ridley himself. The card is numbered to 15, meaning that there are only 15 of these in existence. I think it's a pretty sweet card of a young talent and a potential superstar. All you have to do in order to enter yourself in this giveaway is follow this podcast on Spotify, The Rollout, and repost Granite State Cards Instagram post about this giveaway on your own Instagram story. We'll be picking a winner in a few days after this podcast comes out, so stay tuned and make sure you're entered. Anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll be back Thursday with another episode. Stay safe out there, everyone. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.